Hey, this is Wilson. I'm with Galvis. What's up, Galvis? What's going on, bro? Uh, nothing much. No Jason this week. Uh, there were some unforeseen circumstances that prevented him from being uh, on the show. So hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, this week we wanted to talk about uh, Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris as uh, his uh, vice presidential uh, running mate. Uh, and then we wanted to talk about, um, actually we want to lead off with with, uh, with Peter Nelson uh, leaving HBO uh, boxing. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see what, 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 where we go from there. Uh, so, Galvis, Peter Nelson, uh, that Peter Nelson, for those who don't know, we, we've talked about, uh, we talked to, on, on the podcast before about the Call Her Daddy Girls. Uh, Peter Nelson was also the guy who got in between Sophia and uh, Alex on the Call Her Daddy podcast. But he also was the guy who, uh, you know, still a young guy, not even 40 years old yet, but he had risen to be the head of, uh, like, programming or sports programming at, at HBO. And uh, he canceled boxing, uh, I think it was last year, uh, or maybe in 2018, that he canceled boxing. Um, but, you know, uh, it was it was interesting now that he's uh, he's stepping down. But we just wanted to have a conversation tonight kind of about the, uh, the state of boxing um, in general, uh, which, you know, I feel, and uh, Galvez feels the same way. I know that this is probably like the, you know, I definitely think it's, this is the worst era that we've seen in boxing. Um, Galvez, I think you agree. And why do you feel that way? I think HBO knew something before and they dodged the bullet or they tried to dodge a bullet that, um, like you said, this is the worst boxing has ever been. Had it not been for the Fury Wilder fight, I mean, it just would have been probably, it would have been a train wreck, you know? Um, and the only true cultural boxer we have right now is Canelo. The only true superstar that non boxers who don't even know what boxing, you know, is, will know is Canelo. And. Unfortunately, you know, Triple G, he kind of fought him a little too too late in his career. Um, even though he looked really good in both fights, you know, it's just now they waited so long. Now he's, what, 37 or 38 now? And, you know, uh, it's just been horrible, man. And especially since the top two heavyweights, other than Wilder, they've been British. So, you know, Americans don't really, in boxing, Americans don't really get behind non-American fighters, except Lennox Lewis and maybe Prince Nassim Hamed, you know, other than American and Mexican boxers. Right, yeah, we're not really a fan. Actually, no, only, like, uh, Northern American fighters, because, you know, Puerto Ricans and Cubans, they actually have, you know, you know, they actually... Do pull a lot of their a lot of the weight in boxing, but you know, when it comes to European fighters, we just really don't, you know. Right. Um, we don't live there. And you know, it, it's it's just been it's an interesting time because where I look at it, there's not there aren't really any fighters that really excite you. Uh, like the era that just passed, even even you know further than that, really two eras now, like say the last twenty five years, when you had you know James Tony. And Roy Jones and Bernard Hopkins and Oscar De La Hoya and Mayweather Trinidad. and yes and, and Pacquiao and Marquez and Morales and Barrera 
and Ricky Hatton and Cotto and Mosley, all these different names who are not just well, great uh, Hall of Fame fighters. Sorry to cut you off, but, but the thing is also there were non-heavyweight fighters. You know, ever since ever since Lewis and Tyson retired in Holyfield, for 20 years, the heavyweight boxing was just so bad, dude. Nobody, nobody even cared, you know. Because uh, the Klitschko brothers, they first of all, they wouldn't fight each other. And second of all, they would only fight in Russia or I don't know where the hell they were from. And so, you know, for 20 years, the welterweight and, you know, kind of super welterweight and maybe light heavyweight, they were the ones that carried boxing. Right. And, and, but as I, as I was saying, those guys that I just named, they weren't just great fighters. They were people, you know, they're interesting personalities and people who made you want to watch their fights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these guys that, that, that uh, exist today in boxing, it's like the big names in boxing. Uh, even Canelo, like somebody, you know, who doesn't speak English, you know, it's, it's just probably the first time that there's been, that the biggest star in boxing has been somebody who, who didn't speak English. Or didn't speak, you know, he doesn't really speak good English. Hey, and just for the record, because of today's climate, social climate, Wilson is not being racist by him saying he doesn't speak English. Just so we get that clear, because a lot of people will say, oh, that's racist. So we're just clarifying. What he means is that uh, me being the Hispanic on the show, uh, what he means is that he he can't do interviews in English, which means the American public can't really, they don't really, um, uh, what's the word, comprehend with him, or they don't really like, they can't really get behind him. Yeah, they can't really, really you can't yeah. really relate to somebody when he doesn't. Yeah, there you go, relate to somebody. <laughs> you know, Oscar, and, Oscar, I mean, Oscar was American, but you know, Oscar spoke, you know, he, I mean, he was fluent English and Spanish, so he yeah. was, he was the best of both worlds, even though for some reason the Mexicans hated him. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he doesn't speak English and he's just not a very flamboyant boxer, you know? So he, and he doesn't fight like the traditional Mexican fighter. So he obviously fights a little more like Oscar. Um, and so, but, you know, I was thinking that, uh, you know, like a guy like Ryan Garcia, who was on the come up. That, it, you know, that he's going to have to be the guy he, because he has he has the look he has a smile, but I don't think he's as good a fighter as young Oscar, and I don't think that he has the personality that Oscar had when even when Oscar was an amateur and an Olympian, uh, Oscar had the you know he knew how to talk, uh, you know he was very personable and charismatic, and Ryan Garcia just doesn't I don't think and from the little oh, bit I've seen he of him, does he does have it he does have it it's just that. He's young and he hasn't really had, and boxing has been so down that people aren't really looking for boxing. So they don't really know who Ryan Garcia is, right? Because when Oscar was coming up, boxing was just a powerhouse. And so because, you know, because boxing was a powerhouse, people would, would tune into boxing. Right now, nobody's tuning into boxing, which means nobody's tuning into Ryan Garcia. Because right. I've seen some interviews where he has the charisma, dude. Don't get me wrong. He has the charisma. Maybe not as much as Oscar, but he definitely has the charisma. And um, a lot of people are calling him, you know, um, an Instagram boxer where all he does is show off his speed. But when you watch his fights, dude, they don't go past the third round. 
and he's yeah. so freaking fast, dude. Like sometimes you have to like really do the re- the the replay slow motion to say where the hell did he hit him? Like you know where did he get him that he just fell down like a sack of potatoes? Yeah, and but you know, so I mean, maybe I need to you know I haven't really, I, I just watched like a few clips just trying to to see. Yeah. And he seemed, I don't know, he seemed, maybe he's gotten better. He seemed, he seemed kind of shy and he didn't seem as natural uh, doing no, media. I've, I've, I've seen his, I've seen his, his post boxing fights where he goes, I don't know if you've seen it, where he goes, yeah, I may not speak Mexican. I mean, I may not speak Spanish, but I am a proud Mexican. I'm a proud Mexican. Viva Mexico, cabrones. Or way, whatever. So that means, um, obviously, Viva Mexico is. Um, go Mexico, bitches, or whatever, like, you know, so, and, I mean, I guess it's just, like I said, like, he hasn't really had that one big fight, like, most of the boxers he's fighting, they're nobodies in terms of uh, star power, you know? Right. Now, they have to be careful with throwing him in too soon, because if he's boxing next big thing, you know, one or two quick losses, and he's Really not boxing's next big thing, you know? And and they got to not rush that Devin Haney or please do not throw him into the ring with Javante Davis because that won't end well. First of all, he's obviously too small, but, you know, um, it's crazy, man. Uh, obviously, yeah, Devin Haney would be more of a... Of an a, even fight at this point. Of an even fight, but... The problem is that there's no, you know, it's hard to really promote these two right now with everything that's going on. And uh, and they could announce, you know, in December, hey, we're going to fight. There'd be zero buzz about it for, and, for non-boxing you know, fans. For non-boxing fans. Like, right. see, the Wilder, and, the Wilder and Fury fight, that had a lot of buzz even for non-boxing fans. The, sec- the second one. Right. Um, but... There's a and today uh, Tia Tia Lopez signed on to fight uh, Vasil Lomachenko in October, but the thing about it is that uh, if you look at these um, at these at these fighters today, like uh, like Lomachenko or uh, you know uh, Terence Crawford or any of the other top guys, Earl Sprints. Yeah, none of those guys really have the the the. I mean, I, I don't star want to power. It, right. Yeah, I don't want to say Q rating or star power, because it's not like Marquez and and you know Barrera were like pay per view stars. Those guys, Shane Mosley or those guys, but they were still like HBO, uh, you know, stars. Or you, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, maybe it's just a thing where I'm just not in the boxing like I used to be. But for me, these even Lomachenko, I recognize his greatness and. Terrence Crawford's a really good fighter, and Spence and all these guys—they just don't do it for me, you know. I just—I'm not—I'm just never excited to watch them uh, fight, you know. But and, how much of it? How much of it do you think has to do with UFC taking over? Do you think nothing, it's UFC taking UFC. over, or do? You, but then, okay, so what happens to boxing? What happened? Like, how do you fix it? Because this is what I hate about like ESPN and stuff like that. Like, all they give it are reasons why but they never give solutions so what would you do to to build boxing's buzz again well i mean for me i don't think that i'll ever be able to really be interested in like this the 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 the, the whole pbc and and boxing on 
you know, on the, NBC the Sports or, or whatever, wherever they show it, it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Like I'm an HBO mm-hmm. boxing person, yeah. and that's where I started off with. Uh, you want to hear Jim Lampley? Yeah, and because I, I asked him, I asked, I replied to um, Dan Rayfield on Twitter, and I asked him, like, you know, is there any chance that they might bring back boxing now that Peter Nelson is out? And you know, he, Rayfield didn't say anything. But that would, you know, it's it's because you know, like Larry mentioned, said, you know, HBO they treated the boxing like theater. It would be it would be kind of odd if they were to bring it back so quick, so you know, soon after they uh, ended it. Yeah. But you know, it, I mean, but I'm, you know, that's, I mean, that's what made really felt like the big events. You know, but it was some it was HBO well, yeah. boxing. You had, and, then, and it was, you're right. It was HBO. It wasn't just the boxers. It was HBO that made the boxers who they right. were. You know, you had Michael Buffer with the announced team. You had um, you had Larry Merchant. You had um, you had Larry Merchant, and you had um, you know uh, Emmanuel Stewart, Jim, Lam- Emmanuel, Jim Lampley, and and you know I know I always talk about like who's underrated and overrated. I think Jim R- Lampley is not underrated, but he's so underappreciated what he's done for the sport of boxing. Like it's to me it's 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 almost a it's a disgrace that he doesn't get the recognition that he should. Right. And then uh you know they have um I think they do boxing on FS one. You know, I think that's yeah, what but, they, they treat it they just treat it like a like the problem with yeah. boxing is they treat it like it's just another NBA game or another yeah. MLB game or another Football game. Boxing uh, is supposed to be drama. Yeah, HBO would treat a really good fight like it was a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and you know that, that was kind of you mentioned basketball. That's what that's what NBC did with basketball. You know, everybody we all love the whole the old NBA, NBA on NBC. Uh, you know, tune, but that's they they treated it like uh like like theater. You know, like Merchant said. You know, treat they said HBO treated boxing like theater. And and NBC treated basketball like uh like theater, but you know and then you know, so you know even even Showtime, and I love Al Bernstein, but you know it's not it's not the same, you know. And they got yeah. they got they just the people away behind it is not the same. Yeah, it's it's HBO had a whole creative team to make these fights yeah. seem as big as they as they were, and to make these fights as interesting as they as they were. You know what would be the perfect um equivalent to it would be. You replace the TNT guys with the NB with the with the ESPN guys, the 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 pre post game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like saying, um, you know, we're gonna take away Chuck, Shaq, and and um, Kenny the Jet, and uh, the what's the guy Ernie Nelson, Ernie what's his name? Ernie Johnson. Ernie, Ernie Johnson, Ernie and Johnson. we're gonna replace him with uh, Jalen Rose. And Paul Pierce and Michelle Beadle, and it's like, dude, that like, like, you can't do that, man. Boxing, like HBO is boxing, right? They know how to, you know, promote that product. You know, they mastered that, just like TNT mastered basketball and NBC mastered bas- you know, in basketball. Uh, you know, both NBC and TNT both mastered the NBA. Uh, and it really anything TNT does, they master it. You know. You know was, what I think boxing needs to do. I think what boxing needs to do is they need to put a face of boxing. Because see, here's the thing. You know, kids nowadays, 
we have this problem with our podcast all the time. It's like, how much, like, what are people's attention span nowadays? Like, you know, do they, do they have what it takes to follow boxing? You know, there's really no face, right? Like, at UFC has Dana White. Dana White controls everything. That's what, and Dana White is essentially the Vince McMahon of UFC. That's what boxing needs. Boxing needs to put in a commissioner or a spokesman who's going to, you know, announce fights, who's going to announce, you know, he needs to be the spokesman. Because right now boxing is all kind of all over the place. You know, you don't know who's with who. And then obviously the promoters, you know, they don't want to, sometimes they don't want to set up the best fights because they rather, you know, milk a boxer as much as he can and then they do the big fight. And people... People don't have the people don't have the patience anymore to see a twenty one year old uh, Ryan Garcia, you know, wait a few years, get better, and then one day fight Devin Haney. You know what I'm saying? They want you to be good right away. Same with like you know college you know quarterbacks that are rookies now. You don't get to sit a year on the bench or two years and learn from a vet. You, you're going in there for the first snap. They want to know if you were worth it. And so I think that's also kind of the problem now is that they don't have enough uh, time to build stars. Everybody wants now, 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 now. Right. But, you know. yeah, um, you know, Lom- you know um, Lomachenko and, uh, and Tiafima, uh Lopez, that'll be in October. That was announced today. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Where? Vegas. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read any more details. Oh, okay. But uh, you know, it's it's hard to be, think of it as a. You know, I mean, it's not going to be any fans in the stands, probably. So it'll be. It's still going to be weird. But you know, yeah. basically, I just you know, I mean, uh, you know, Loma's Loma. But uh, you know, we'll talk about that more as uh, as the as the date nears. Um, but I wanted to. Um, we wanted to get into. Uh, Joe Biden uh, today uh, making his pick for um, for vice president. He chose Kamala Harris, uh, the senator uh, out of California. Um, Kamala Harris is uh, was uh, her name was in the running along with uh, Susan Rice, uh, along with Karen Bass. Uh, so basically, Joe Biden was only picking from uh, black women. And he ended up going with the biggest name of the bunch, um, Kamala Harris, which is, you know, Kamala Harris went to Howard. I saw somebody say that, uh, you know, that like they were, you know, had a little extra swag Howard alums now because they have, a, you know, somebody who went to their school who's a, uh, who's, who's, you know, a vice presidential nominee. Uh, and, you know, Karen Bass went to Cal State Dominguez Hills, which is where I went. Uh, so. You know, it, it, I was, you know, for a second there, I kind of, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I would, I'm not going to vote Biden or, 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 you know, I would never would. But it did, you know, just like imagine if she had, you know, that's like, you know, I went to Cal State Dominguez. It was like the lowest class, you know, <laughs> Cal State school. So if, so if Karen Bass had somehow become the vice presidential nominee and then Biden actually won, all of a sudden my degree carries, uh, you know, some weight for the first time ever. And everybody else who went to Cal State Dominguez Hills. But, um, yeah, so that was Biden's pick. Uh, Galvez, what are your, uh, you know, what is your, what are your initial thoughts on the pick, or just the whole, uh, you know, idea of, of Biden, you know, just pandering? So, 
you know. It's obvious, dude. Come on. He's just trying to steal the black vote. He doesn't he doesn't care. He knew that he fucked up when he said, You ain't black if you vote for Trump. And it's crazy how that he said it, I believe, on a Saturday or on a Sunday. And that same weekend, uh, that's when George Floyd, the unfortunate, you know, death of George Floyd happened. And so the Democrats dodged a huge bullet that they didn't have to answer for Sleepy Joe's, um, (laughs) you know, Sleepy Joe's comments. Because even Charlemagne was like, whoa, 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 dude, like, you know, don't speak for us, you know. And, you know, obviously apologize and CNN and MSNBC and all those other cocksuckers, they like, they were hush on it. And then the George Floyd thing happened and they're like, cool, let's jump on this and let's make it about George Floyd. And that way we, we can keep hush hush because since then, MSNBC and CNN, they have said nothing about that statement. And if you follow Trump on IG, you'll see that, um, that he has a little video about Sleepy Joe and he actually makes a a reference to um, he actually makes a reference to that comment that 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 Sleepy Joe made, and basically they never um, they never they never you know took 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 uh, accountability for that, and so obviously sleep you know like even Charles Barkley said it Democrats only speak to black people every four years, and they just want. You know, them to think, let me ask you this, Wilson. Why is it that every Democratic state and every Democratic uh, metropolis, they're in shambles, dude? Democrats are weak on crime. Uh, they're, high on, they're high on welfare. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, all the things that, that, that lead to decay, you know, culture decay, societal decay, the Democrats are behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's no, it's no accident. Uh, you know, and, and welfare is the main thing, which is, which it was, which is a Democrat, uh, creation, uh, in the 19th, you know, Lyndon Johnson didn't create it, but he's the person who pushed it, uh, to the masses. And, you know, it's just, um, it's just, you know, it's, 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 you know, like I said, it's, it's no mistake. It's, it's no coincidence. Uh, and, it, you know, it, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. You know, that, you know, that, that it's like that, you know? Because that's what you know. Basically, the Democratic Party is built on that type of decay. Because as long that right. that's how they get all their votes. As long as, as blacks and Hispanics are down, yeah. somehow it, it's, and it they feel like Democrat <laughs> and they feel like Democrats are helping them. Right. That's it how they get their votes. And it's funny make... because <laughs> the before Bill Clinton, the last great Democratic president we had was uh, JFK, and he said. Ask not what you what the country for do can do for you. Ask what you can do for the country. Democratic president. If Trump, who's a Republican, said that today, that would like they'd crucify him for that, you know. And uh, yeah, you know somebody somebody who made this, who made this point. I think it was either Colin Cowherd or the guy for Clay Travis, who's a hardcore conservative. He said that. It might have been them too. It might have been somebody else. He said, "Look at look at Trump and um, I mean, he said, look at Obama when he first ran for president in '07, I think, when he announced his candidacy. He didn't believe in abortion. 
And I don't even know if he believed in gay marriage. And um, nobody crucified him for that. But if you're a Democrat today and you don't believe in those opinions, I mean, you're, you're, you're not considered a Democrat. You're not considered a liberal. And so the climate has changed so fast. And Joe Biden, he's just trying to steal the, the, the black votes, man. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand is that. Who, why does he have to pick a black? Like, who, 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 how many extra votes is he going to get from picking a black woman to be his vice president? Well, like, all I think the people what they who, do, who are, I think who, what they do is they look, they're looking at the numbers and they're seeing all the millennials and all the Gen X people. And because they're so, the only way they can beat Trump is by pushing him themselves so left and making Trump just look like this angry, racist, homophobic old man. Um, uh, that's the only way they're going to win. And they think that by having, a, by having a relatively young black woman, half black, half Indian, um, that, you know, just because, they're, just because she's black, they're going to vote for him. And yeah. she's not black like me. You know, she's black like her parents were immigrants. Her mother was an immigrant from India. Her father was an immigrant from, from Haiti, I think. So she's yeah. not like a real, I think she was born in Oakland, but she's still not like a real deal. Like I have two like black parents from South Central, you know, <laughs> yeah. she's not like that. She has, she has black parents. Yeah. That doesn't mean that she can't, you know, she would still identify with the, you know, living and being from Oakland and going to Howard, you know, I mean, she gets some points for that. But, you know, her record, you know, it's really not that. I mean, there's really no reason for blacks. To, her really no reason. And like, I guess what you're trying to say is like her parents nor her ancestors have felt the true American struggle. No, I mean, black. right. She doesn't. I mean, that's not really her, 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 her heritage, you know, her, her lineage, her blood. It's, it's almost it's almost kind of like saying like, um. For example, my kids, right? Um, me and my wife, we both have, we both came from immigrant uh, Salvadorian parents. Now, my kids, they're pretty much going to be American, but if like they're trying to claim to be this hardcore Salvadorian like heritage, it's just going to be like, dude, your parents were born here. Shut up. They didn't, <laughs> from LA, they, didn't, they didn't have, they didn't have to go through the struggle of crossing the river. Or, you know, coming, like, you know, as an immigrant and struggling. Dude, you know. And right. so, um, <laughs> you know. And, of course, you know, what a lot of, you know, what a lot of black people are talking about is, like, you know, hey, our ancestors have been slaves for over 400 years. We had the Jim Crow laws. We had the Civil Rights Movement. We had this and we had that. And, you know, rightfully so, they have a reason to be upset. But, um this chick uh harris she didn't her, like her parents didn't like she didn't really feel that struggle because her parent her grandparents did it you know her ancestors right. didn't have to go through that struggle um exactly yeah her um her, uh, but even her parents uh yeah even her parents i mean they may have you know they may have struggled even worse you know dude being from haiti is not easy especially if you're poor yeah, but it's um, not the same thing as. I mean, I'm saying I'm not the guy who's talks about black people struggling all the time, but it's just they. I'm like sure her, you know her Haitian father, 
probably doesn't even relate to like my father, you know, he would, or yeah. my grandfather, which he would be, you know, because kind of. And, I, and I've heard father. something, and I want you to, I don't know if you know this, but you know, when I used to work at the hotel, there was a lot of um, Indian. No, actually, like there was a lot of Nigerian and a lot of uh, Ivorian taxi drivers, African, African blood. Like they came from Africa and they don't they don't like African-Americans, dude. They despise them. I don't know why. Um, And I remember there was one Nigerian, um, you know, we were cool. And I was and, you know, there was another black dude. And I'm like, hey, look at Herbert, man. Look at Herbert. He's being lazy. Like, you know, just joking around. He doesn't want to do his job. Herbert's black, you know, from Watts. And the guy goes, ah, man, fuck that N-word with the N-I, with the double, with the E-R at the end. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, the Nigerian said that about uh, Herbert was the black dude. And he goes, whoa. I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, aren't you black, I said? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm African. He's a fucking... You know, N I G G E R from here. We're different. We're different. We're we're not like them. And I was like, oh okay. Um, (laughs) Everybody looks down on blacks, even other, even blacks from other places. They look, but I kind of don't blame them. But it's not like if you're from if you're from Africa. I mean, what is Africa like? Africa's Africa's trash. Africa's the freaking. They got nothing. You know, come on, bro. Africa. Well, well, you know what's funny is it's crazy. Like, like I know. In in college, in high school and middle school, like they kind of without saying it, they make you believe like Africa's like, uh, like one big desert, and there's kids eating <laughs> for trash cans, and there's flies all over them, and, and they all have big starving. bellies. Yeah, they all have big bellies, and the women no, are bald. No, 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 but but that but it's it's not funny, but that's what they make us believe. And, um, you know, a few years ago, I was speaking, uh, you know, an African dude started working there. And he's, uh, I was like, hey, man, you know, you know, me being, a, you know, me being a clown and being a scumbag that I am. I was like, hey, dude, did they have freeways in where you're from? And he goes, oh, hell no, we had better stuff. This is nothing. He goes, he goes, Google my city, Google my city, see what they don't have. And I Googled his city and I'm like, oh, shit, they got buildings. They got they got freeways, they got cars. It's like it's like it's like a city like LA, dude. And it's mm. crazy to think about it because you don't think of Africa like that, you know? Yeah. I thought it was um, just huts in Africa. Yeah. It's like I mean, you know, we were, we were, you know, we would make fun of him. We'd be like, Hey, did you used to eat lions or did you used to eat like hyenas and stuff? And he would be like, Don't be stupid, don't be stupid. We know we don't eat that. And I was like, I know, I know, I'm just joking. Jesus, guys, what, what a racist. You're such a racist. Yeah, well, he would tell me, oh, Do you only eat beans and tortillas? <laughs> so, obviously, you know, but you know, me and my coworkers, as you know, we would bust our ball, we would bust each other's balls all the time, dude. There was, there was never a dull moment. You had to have, if you wanted to be a part of the clique, you had to have thick, Thick, thick skin. Um, but you know, whatever. But uh, back to Sleepy Joe. Uh, you know, um, like I can't stress enough. It's just obvious what he did. But yeah, so and I know you put this. I know you put this on the Facebook post where it's like people won't even vote for. Uh, people will only vote for Biden because they just hate Trump. That's really the only, that, and that's not even a good yeah. reason. 
They don't even know what his policies are. They just think, oh, he's a Democrat, so he's gonna he's gonna be fair and he's gonna provide justice for all and blah 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 yeah. blah. Well, that's it's the opposite like, of the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really no. He, they, you say policy. The Democrats stopped. I don't know. The Democrats don't even run the policy anymore. The Democrats run yeah. on. Oh, he's a racist. He's a xenophobe. We need a woman to do, to be in in this position. We need more diversity. That that's that's all Democrats run on. It's and it's so, it's so funny because, and it's funny because, like, it just goes to show, right? Like, I'm not taking anything away from the BLM movement. I mean, you know, whatever. But it's like all all of Hollywood, which is super liberal. They were so quick to tweet and and just have all these horrible, horrific you know, post and talk really bad about them and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, and then it's like, well, you know, um, and then it's like, well, you know, um, this whole, sorry, man, two cops just drove by my quiet ass street. It's a little weird. Um, so they haven't said anything about this, uh, uh, pedophile stuff that's going on and and uh i what is it um um epstein island and and all this and and, you know clinton is already he's 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 been there it's already been you know reported but hollywood doesn't say anything about it dude like so obviously they have a clear agenda you know i guess it's okay to say hey Let's go to this island where there's just a bunch of kids there and be a creep. But if you say grab a woman by a pussy who's a grown ass woman already, that's that somehow is a bigger <laughs> crime. Yeah, it just goes to show that they don't really believe anything that they're saying. They just mm-hmm. they just use what everything is just like a like a like a mm-hmm. dirty like a dirt like you call it dirty mm-hmm. tricks. Everything's like a, yeah. a tactic. To try to you know, oh. defeat the opposition, oh. like that's it. And I think the the perfect example. Um, this is going to be my last point because I know we got to wrap it up. LeBron is the perfect example of how you can see how full of shit these uh, these liberal Democrats are. When the whole thing happened with Daryl Morey and the yeah. whole Hong Kong thing, he was silent and he didn't want to say anything because he knows how much money he generates over there in China. But yet, when something happens here, he will speak out about it like there's no other, because he knows it's all it's all about money at the end of the day. He knows that he won't lose anything here. Yeah, yeah. and like he said, he said Maury was uninformed or whatever. But what, what's you know like they, they're working in Nike has been working in, in sweatshops. You know, I know that's not what yeah. Maury was talking about, but LeBron knows that. How come he doesn't say anything about that? Yeah, you know? like yeah, okay, um, you know. You're you're perfectly okay with speaking out about um, blacks being killed, which is fine. You know that's fine. If that's your cup of tea, that's fine. That he's absolutely right. Black people a lot of times do get treated unfairly. But then why doesn't he talk about the kids that are working in sweatshops for twenty five cents a day? All right. So um, before we get out of here, just a reminder to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at tct underscore pod. And to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mail back questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
Stitcher, Radio. We are out.